0: Welcome everybody to Two and a Half Athletes, presented by Hydronic Hydration. Hydronic Hydration, a new wellness brand, arose during the pandemic when its CEO, a frontline healthcare worker, started developing frequent headaches. And with the increased use of PPE, there was a counter effect of irregular eating and drinking habits. Beyond the glaring issues surrounding PPE during use during COVID nineteen, all people struggle with adequate hydration and nutrition at some point or another. To provide people with an easy way to remedy this. Hydrogenic Hydration went to work to create high-quality, nutrition-rich, and sugar-free powdered formulas. Their first offering is a hydration electrolyte powder packet containing key vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and antioxidants. This once-a-day, zero-calorie powdered beverage dissolves in water or, or any beverage of choice and is perfect for that immune boost during times of seasonal variation uh also on the pod we've tried the hydronique hydration it comes in the elderberry flavor it's very good it's very simple it comes in a packet you can take it you know when you're traveling when you're hiking when you're going to you know work out or if you just want to have it in, you know in the morning so for daily maintenance check out hydronique hydration on amazon or hydroniquehydration.com. that's h-y-d-r-o-n-i-q-e hydration.com Welcome, everybody, to Two and a Half Athletes. My name is Rick, joined by my two co-hosts, Dave and Tony. Sonny's MIA today. I mean, it is 5 o'clock in Arizona, or 0500, as he likes to call it, with that military time. Um, Big week with sports, right? Players championship. They went into a rain delay. So it's Monday now that we're recording and they went into a huge delay. And Sunday with the March Madness, the bracket came out. So we'll be diving into the bracket a little bit. We have some trivia at at the end and then we'll do fraud and crown of the week. But guys, how was your weekend? Anything particular that you want to bring up?
1: It was good. You touched on the players a little bit and we were just talking before we started recording here how this has been one of the most bizarre tournaments that we've we've seen and even talking with our other buddies who were in this like golf pool with that we do for big tournaments and majors it's so weird because i feel like there's so much golf left and it's already monday like, the players should have crowned champion by now but mother nature had something else to say and we get we get some free golf today so i don't hate it but other than that you said um touched on college basketball a little bit i watched a lot of the the tournament games the semifinals and the finals this weekend and just I'm excited for this tournament. This tournament is going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, some really good championships, especially in the uh, Big Ten.
1: Right, yeah, Big Ten was awesome, and it kind of surprised me. I didn't think – I thought Purdue was going to end up being the best team in the Big Ten, but it kind of shocked me how things shaped out to be there.
2: Yeah, I agree, and it was also a really good overall weekend just for sports players, the conference tournaments. I was watching fucking conferences that i never even heard of before and cheering for teams that I didn't even know were schools. Um, and then also big big night for for Tony and I as well going down to uh heading down to the Wells Fargo Center for a big Nuggets and, and Sixers matchup tonight.
1: Yeah, I already warned my doctor if I need to call him tomorrow morning just to check my blood pressure just to have a spot open for me. Tony, I found out, are we actually sitting next to each other? I'm not sitting. I'm not sitting next to you or Megs. I'll sit next to Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> are they side by side or now, buddy? We're touching thighs. Oh, that's what Hunter Hunter said that.
2: I thought we just got like. Tickets around like the same section, he was like, No, we're sitting directly next. I was like, That's impossible. Yeah, I don't know how he found those tickets. I know Meg's, Meg's, obviously, you guys had the he has his season tickets, but to find two seats directly next to him is actually pretty funny. So that's going to be hilarious.
1: <laughs> the one time Meg's and Rick got into an argument, and Rick's um <clears throat> finishing blow was telling Meg's that he has the worst he has tickets to the worst <laughs> section in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I remember that. Dude, I you think I mean you don't want to sit next to me. Megs doesn't want to sit next. To me because I'm really low on the
1: on the sixers right now. He might punch me in the face. No, I think we're gonna do I think we're gonna do Megs, you me, Hunter, because Hunter wants no involvement with Megs at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what jersey are you wearing tonight, Tony? Are you wearing a jersey? I'm gonna go Matumbo. Wow,
1: okay. I'm gonna go Matumbo. I feel like I won't get as many sodas thrown in my face as I did last time I wore Jokic. I had 14 year old kids tell me to fuck off in the concourse, so we don't need any of that on this Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a piss. I'm getting booed, and it's just it's it's a hostile environment down there. I'm yeah. not trying to have that. So I think Matumbo's
2: Matumbo
0: is a six or two. So,
2: dude, I don't know if I ever went to a Philly. Now I'm thinking about it, like with a friend who had like opposing gear on no. probably a rowdy cloud a crowd tonight just because obviously both teams are good and then you have to like the M V joker headlines as well so yeah. hey, it's gonna be a pretty big game obviously espn i forgot it was espn game so
1: yeah yeah so it, it's gonna be packed it's like i said i'm i'm not mentally ready or physically ready for the stress it's going to bring me but it'll be a good game
0: just a re- just another sixers narrative game at home joel and mvp chance like can you get a win right we lost last week to Brooklyn. I know they shot 70%, but still got to start scoring and not trying to get fouled all the time. So
2: they, uh, and apparently it's still out that they don't know. I, I mean, I'm assuming Joel's playing, obviously, it's a back to back, but I'm 100% assuming he's playing. Pardon, not so much. And apparently they're asking, Doc Rivers had like a very vague answer that what the game plan for, for Embiid and Harden were the remainder of the year. And they said they have it already built out, but he wouldn't release like what their rest days are. So a lot of people are, are skeptical that Harden's going to play tonight,
1: but that would that would be a major letdown. Major letdown. I mean, it would be the all-time backfire if Sixers like started doing these scheduled rest days and ended up with a seed that faces them to play the Nets in the, the first round. If they ended up with like the two seed, it
0: just gives Sixers fans opportunity to complain when we don't win, man. It's like, oh, we our starters only played this many games, you know, with Harden as on our team, right? Like, oh, our starters have only played four combined games altogether. It's just going to be another excuse and roll into next year if we don't win. So, I mean, I just hope they figure it out.
2: Yeah. I, I'm kind of interested. It's starting to – I think the narrative can flip really quick on Harden, and it's going to be interesting if this – You know, if if it if it stays rocky, Doc Rivers last night was already had some comments about Harden not knowing the plays and that he couldn't run certain things. And apparently Harden during the Nets game was was calling off Doc Rivers plays and running, going into ISO sets, waving off what what he was trying to get going on on the floor. So it's just gonna be, I and mean, obviously the whole extension thing that he was supposed to do, yeah. he would slate filing the paperwork because he is his own agent. Um, him and him and little baby, him and little baby couldn't figure out the fax <laughs> machine to, to get the paperwork. It's awesome. in. But it's gonna be interesting. Like if it, obviously this is Morrie's boy, and he, he's gonna to want to break the bank for him. But if it doesn't work out, you know the city's gonna see it really quick, and they're gonna voice their opinion. Um, And, you know, if he if he does a disappearing act like he did in the Nets game in actual playoffs, it's going to be bad. I think there there could be a possibility, like a very real possibility, like 25, 30 percent chance that he isn't back after this season, which would be wild.
1: Which would be. Yeah, which would be wild, especially considering you gave up your star in the making in Simmons is what you say. But Our, our last asset pretty much. Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't want to I don't want to get to that point, Dave. Like, I know, like, I'm not as optimistic because other people like we're still a good team. Right. Like, there's just a learning. There's still the learning curve where Harden obviously doesn't know the plays. Right. He just came here like a a week ago. Hey, Um, At
1: least you're having these conversations about championship or bust rather than having the conversation of you get free tickets if you're bringing Cracker Jacks. (laughs) A right. <laughs> Great.
2: and I, yeah. I do I do want to say too one of very few Sixers fans that loves this guy Danny Green is much more missed than people realize right now you know obviously he's not playing the minutes I used to but he's still giving you 22 solid minutes he's probably our best defender outside of the thigh bowl and shooting around 40% like that's someone you're obviously going to miss but that's that's the thing the Sixers don't really have they lack depth so once they lose like one key guy off the bench it's it's uh, slim pickings thereafter, so they they kind of have to avoid all injuries the rest of the year because this team is not built on depth.
1: How has DeAndre Jordan looked as backup? He's old, man. He's
0: old. He's slow, and he can't shoot free throws, so it's really tough. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Dave did yeah. send us a text, and it was
2: the screenshot. Kyle Newback. He always does his first observations after the game, and. His- he does the good, the bad, and then the ugly. And the lone ugly point was about DeAndre Jordan. His opening <laughs> line was, "The ugly." DeAndre Jordan is so bad, man. That, that's the, that's the opening line in his article for the ugly.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was a he was a good player, right? Came out know, Texas A and M. He was young. I, I just I don't know if the fits there. Yeah, I just don't know if the fits there. I would have rather had like. Tristan Thompson, someone who could like spread the four rebound a little bit better, a little bit bigger body, but he's a good, fi- I mean, he's a good backup. I mean, it's tough, you know, there, there wasn't a lot out there. Right.
2: At the end of the, at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to be like, Oh, we didn't win that playoff game because our backup fucking center had a bad game. Like it's not going yeah. to, it. it would be nice if we had a viable backup, like MB got a night off against like Orlando or something like, Hey, you know, we're confident that DeAndre Jordan can hold it down for the game, but I don't, and which is crazy. You said he's old, Rick. He's, yeah. like, I mean, he's only 33. He's really not that old. He just like his career hit a wall fast.
0: Yeah. I mean, lob city, it's easy when you have yeah. a great point guard. Yeah. It it up there.
1: Well, it started to go. Yeah. It started to go downhill when yeah. you lost
0: Chris Paul. Exactly. Good point. All right. Should we get into college basketball? I think the bracket's out. We can look at each one of the regions and mention like teams that we like or don't like. I think like the few big things, right. Is one Nova wins the big East. So with that, they move to the South Conference as the two seed. They don't even get this play in Philadelphia if they make the Sweet 16. So that's like kind of a weird, interesting scenario because I don't know if they'd rather be in Philly as the three seed, but that, that bracket's loaded we'll get to that. And then the other thing is like, how the hell did Michigan get in? They're 17 and 14. They were like the eighth seed in the Big Ten conference lost in their first game. Somehow gets in. Like that's just favoritism towards Jawan Howard and Big Ten program. I just don't understand that. So I do love Martelli, but I, I don't understand that at all. I mean,
1: I don't I don't get that either. I don't think Michigan deserved to get in, aside from the coaching debacle that was. Going on towards the end, not even debacle, just the, the coaching misstep that went on the last couple of weeks here. But I just think talent-wise, they weren't good enough to get in. But yeah you did touch on Villanova because this was something that I kind of forgot about. And I heard it on, I think it was a PMT interview with one of the, the Nova guys. But Nova only played a certain amount of games at Wells Fargo this year to have Wells Fargo not classify as their home court in preparation to get potentially at the one or two seed in the East Bracket. So they can play in Philly. And then they ended up getting the two seed in the what the South. Yeah, two seed in the South. So that kind of came back to backfire them. But I still think they're a really good team. I can see this team going to the final four. And Arizona is the one seed in that bracket. I think they do match up pretty well with Arizona, especially because Arizona lost their point guard. I don't know. Those would be the two the two best teams in that bracket for me. Another team. That's the same bracket as Michigan as well. I don't know if Houston is as good as last year. Last year, they were a Final Four team. I think they still have, they're still very well coached. They're athletic and they still have some guys that can play, but I just don't know if they're, they have enough firepower to get to the Final Four this year.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Tony, like Houston, they lost their best player, Marcus Sasser. So they're going to be struggling to score. And you saw that in, in the tournament they were having trouble scoring against um, uh, Cincinnati. They're having trouble scoring in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's not a great team out of that conference. The five seed makes sense for them. Um, that's where they're slated. They're like they're playing UAB. UAB is hot. Like they won Conference USA. They have Jordan Walker. I mean, it's part of Jelly Fam with uh, our boy uh, Jay Jayvon Quinterly. Jelly. <laughs> we, got, we got two Jelly fan members in the in the tourney this year. So. Uh, I mean you you hit it right on the on the noggin, Tony. Like Nova, I think, has one of the easier brackets. I mean, they could get Tennessee
1: in there. Like I was gonna say, I was gonna mention Tennessee. I do like Tennessee a lot and Tennessee is hot coming off the SEC tournament victory. I,
2: I, I do wanna say this and I know I know you did say and I, I couldn't tell if it's just because you, you don't like Nova and you're probably just bitter, or if you actually do truly think that they like the committee gave them or they have the easiest route as a two seed in the South. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want to say, I don't, I don't think sister Jean has many tournaments left and there's a good possibility. They see, <laughs> they see Loyola Chicago in, in, in the round of 32. Um, so yeah. that that's, that's definitely an interesting matchup, but obviously like I, I, I do watch Nova. I like Nova. I like Jay, right. Um, and, and I was talking about it with some of my buddies this weekend. I think having the still, is such a premium in a sport where, yeah. you know, the one and done era pretty much reigns supreme. And the fact that you can have a guy, one is like 27 at this point, and you have a guy with tourn- like deep tournament run experience, you don't you don't get that very often anymore. So when you do get it and he is, I mean, scoring wise, he's, I mean, he's still averaging like 16 points a game, but the other day, you know, uh, it was the game against UConn, right? He wasn't really scoring it much. But at the end of the game, he has the ball in his hands. He's closing out the game. He knows uh, situationally. He's, like, really, really just a bright kid. I mean, he's been around. So, I think having that type of leader and, you know, super senior with tournament experience and a national championship is is definitely big. And then the other day in the championship, he had, I think, 19 points in the second half like he it's almost like when jordan was getting older he knows when to pick and choose the spots like he he's playing a game within a game against like younger guys who are just like more raw athletes i think that's definitely a plus for nova
0: yeah i mean they got justin moore too right he, he's been there as well with gillespie he's only a junior but th- i think that right. bracket set up like tony said arizona kind of stinks that they lost their point guard uh chrisa uh, so i mean he's like he's their three-point shooter and they don't shoot that many threes so like they they might get in some trouble early, but I don't know if he can come back. But we'll see. I mean,
1: yeah, and potentially that that Tennessee Nova matchup in the Elite Eight is I think it's gonna be awesome. And yeah, we talked about Arizona Tennessee and Nova, but Arizona was thirty one and three this year with one of their losses to Tennessee. Right. So I think that can. I mean, I can see all three of those teams coming out of that bracket. Right. I even think Nova played Tennessee this year. They did. They did. They lost by eighteen. It was it was early in the season. Yeah, it was third game of the season to Tennessee. Tennessee beat them. I mean, they Nova has some like big losses. They
0: lost in overtime to like UCLA, Purdue, Baylor, Creighton, Marquette twice, and UConn on the road. But, but I still like their course to make it to the Final Four.
1: If I'm if I'm a AD or head coach of like one of these blue bloods, I would want the toughest out of conference schedule I can possibly get. Because it only hurts you during midseason rankings which really doesn't mean much at all. It only matters if you win the conference or win your conference tournament. If you have the experience against these out-of-conference other Blue Bloods or other conference like um, Rising Programs or Star Programs, I think that only helps you in the tournament.
0: Couldn't agree more, Tony, and you see that with Iowa State. They made it into the tournament this year. They were 7-11 in their conference play, but they beat Xavier and they beat Memphis in the beginning of the season, and the committee valued that way more than the conference play in the Big 12. Since February, Iowa State is 4 and. Seven, four and seven since February first. How the hell do you get in the tournament? And your answer is that out of conference schedule, just like you talked about. So that was another point of mine. Like one, Michigan got in. Like two, I love Iowa State, and Dave knows I'm a Iowa State rider with Hallie Burton and Monte and George's Niang. But they should not be in this tournament. They're seven eleven in conference. There's no way you should be in this tournament. And that brings us to the Midwest. That brings us to the Midwest, man. Kansas. Yeah, what were you gonna say, Dave?
2: Oh no, go, let's let's go to the Midwest real quick because this is the bracket I want to talk about. Because shout out Luke, but he was uh, Providence got the four seed, and he's uh, I mean, I was I was talking to him, I was relaying what you were telling me about South Dakota State, um, and how they have like the number, I think it's number two offense in the nation. I was telling, I was like, that's that's a tough draw, and especially if they do win, they have to face either Richmond or Iowa, and Iowa's just coming off the Big Ten championship and they're hot, so.
0: Well, if I'm Luke, I'd be very concerned because I don't think pr- Providence is going to make it out of the first round. I think South Dakota State, like you look at the line now, I think it's two and a half. Like they're already, they're already showing you that South Dakota State is going to score on Providence and they do it at like a nice clip. Like they have three guys that average over 14 points. Two of those guys shoot over 40% from three. Like they're in big trouble.
1: Also, Providence, Providence does not win by a lot, they win very yep. close tight matchups. Like their last couple wins here, they won by, and these are their wins. There's three losses in here, but I won't even read those, but their wins. They won by three, one, five, one, two, three, and one. And those are their last wins. Yeah. So it's going to be a close game. And I also feel like every other year, you have San Diego State as a three, 13 seed, and they're always like 30 and three. I think it's one of these years they're just going to break through.
0: Right. Right. It, it just sucks that South Dakota State got the 13 seed. Like I think, what can happen is they can either be an elite eight team where they're gonna lose first round. Like they're that good, where they can knock off they can knock off Iowa. Or if they get Richmond in that second round, they'll smack Richmond. Then you get and then you get farther down, and you either get Kansas or San Diego State. Like I don't think they can uh, they can beat those teams. They're they're really good. They're they're headlined by Douglas w- Wilson. Like he's a junior college transfer who's now in his junior year. He's a good player, and then Baylor Learman. I don't know. He shoots like 81% free throw percentage and they got a good freshman. So I don't know. Then at the bottom, do you guys have any opinion on Auburn
2: yet? I don't know how far they're going to go. Obviously they had a really good year. Um, As of recent, they haven't been playing as well as they were throughout the course of the year. And I'm probably late on this. So my apologies, but Jamari Smith's really good. He mm-hmm. might be like the next big, like NBA star. I didn't realize he's a sniper as well. Like he's shooting 43%. And they lost. Um, shit, who did they lose to Rick in the conference That's tournament? A and M. But some of those, and they're they're coming back at some of those shots that he was making, or just getting off at the end of the game. Like he can get any shot he wants off and get right. a, a really good look. Like, and even like his misses, I was like, damn. I was like, this kid is. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize he's that good. Um, obviously, he doesn't have any tournament experience. He's a freshman, but yeah, he's yeah. I, he's really good. I was like, kind of taken back. And
0: Bruce, Bruce Pearl holds him back, right? Like, he doesn't take those bad shots because he knows Bruce Pearl will get into them.
1: So. Right. And that's my thing with Auburn. I think, Dave, you kind of said how oh, he's a freshman and they're kind of inexperienced. They also start three other sophomores and they start a junior as well. So they do have some inexperience, but I do love how Bruce Pearl... Still relies on the bench. He'll still bring in like four or five guys off the bench for fresh legs and pick up the pace a little bit if he needs to. So I think that's that's helpful for how young these kids are without the uh, the experience of a March Madness tournament.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of glad they lost. Honestly, I, I think you want to get your loss out now, right? All yeah. right, we didn't play good basketball against Texas A&M, but they played a good second half. So yeah, that just translates into the tournament. I mean, you get Jacksonville State, that should be an easy win, and then you get USC Miami. That should that's like a very favorable a uh, matchup I think
2: Miami watch Miami though Miami's Miami's hot also I, I do want to note I'm I'm looking at Auburn's wins right now nothing really sticks out and obviously they started out it was like I don't know something in one like 21 or something crazy like that and then obviously yep. you know pe- people started playing them harder they went down to Florida Florida needed needed a big win they beat them I think 63 62 in a tight game then later the next week they played Tennessee. They lose to Tennessee, lost in the tournament. So, you know, you know, they got the one seed. They were like 20 and one. You know, they were getting everyone's A game from there on out. So they had a target on their back. And three or sorry, four yeah. of their five losses are pretty recent, like since the middle of February. So it's a little little bit concerning. That's, I don't know, but I still I still do like them. I like obviously their coach. I yeah, like their right. star. Um, I think they have a good opportunity to to make a run but if they were to lose in like the round of
1: 32 like miami i wouldn't be shocked yeah and that's the same i'm the same boat i I wouldn't be shocked if they lose in the second round here i think they'll they'll get through to at least the second round but a potential elite eight matchup against wisconsin wisconsin the three seed in that bracket i think jordan davis can become that player this year that just carries a team I think without they weren't supposed to be a good team at all. And he kind of came from out of nowhere into the spotlight. And he's been awesome to watch. He's one of my favorite players in college basketball. I think he can carry Wisconsin to the Elite Eight or potentially a Final Four matchup.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. Like, I, I, Dave talked about USC, Miami. I think USC is going to win that game. I love Miami, but I think USC is going to win. And then Auburn's going to have a favorable matchup against USC compared to Miami. And then when you get down to Wisconsin, Tony, you're right. Like they're going to slow Auburn down and Auburn, like they like to play a little fast, but Mm -hmm. I think you're right about Jordan Davis.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. He is awesome. And I hope he does come out because I think he has potential to, if he gets drafted by a good organization in the NBA, he can be a star in like two, three years. He can start by being a good bench guy and then just get some experience and get better well-coached and correct and sharpened some things that he's not great at right now. But I think if he gets into the right organization, he could be awesome.
0: Yeah, right. I don't know if he won Big Ten Player of the Year, but I think he should,
2: so. I agree. Um, and, and I do want to note, obviously, we were talking about a lot of good teams, a lot of tough, like, I'm looking at all four brackets right now. There's just, like, this is going to be a tough, there, like, are not many gimmies, like, even in the first round. This is going to be a, a really, really good uh, tournament.
1: Well, actually, let's go to the West because Dave, you, you mentioned there's not many gimmies. I was at Mex's house yesterday for dinner. Nan made his dinner yesterday, as our as our tradition is. And we stayed and watched the um, the March Madness bracket release with his with his Nan and uh, his parents, and his mom is a huge as well as his dad, a huge college basketball fan. And immediately when they came out with the bracket, Mex's mom said, Boise State is a bunch of white guys that can't move. Memphis is going to blow their doors off. <laughs> So that that is my (laughs) that is my lock of the tournament. Memphis over Boise State, no matter what the line is. Oh man,
2: Rick, what are your? You've been kind of critical on uh, Memphis. Like, what are your thoughts?
0: I mean, they they're playing really good basketball right now. They they're a bubble team that got in. I think Boise State's the better team. I think Big West, like they've had, like Boise State won that conference. That's a really tough conference, and as you can see, they have a few at large bids in here. You got Wyoming as the 12 seed. You got San Diego State. Think I'm missing one of them. Oh, Colorado State, 6th uh, seed. So I, I like Boise a lot in that game. I think Memphis. You're really young and inexperienced, so I think it might hurt them a little bit.
2: Yeah, they kind of they got beat down pretty bad against Houston too. So that's Penny.
0: It's Penny Hardaway's first you know NCAA appearance in the tournament. Let's see if he can coach.
2: Can, can I ask a dumb question about them, though? Or What's their actual name? Is it Memphis? Are they, are they Memphis? Memphis Tigers? I thought it was like – I thought they are like Memphis State. Right, yeah. That's why I always get confused. I always see like MSU. Didn't they – I don't no. know. The name's confusing. But anyway, Jalen uh, – Duran's starting to play a lot better as well. He's really growing into his own. So, hopefully he can go on a little run there. Yeah. So, Roman Catholic, before he left, saw him play. I think it was his sophomore year, Catholic League Championship. He was – Really good. Really impressive. Would like to see him make a little bit of a run here.
0: I think UConn's in trouble, man. Like, they got New Mexico State, and I know, I think, I forget what the line is at. I think I looked at it, it as, like, seven, seven and a half. New Mexico State, I think they're going to beat UConn. I mean, UConn, they, they've just been getting all the favoritism through the media and everything. And I know they had a tough game against Nova, but that's how Nova plays. They play tough, close games. Like, uh, New Mexico State, they have Teddy Allen. He averages, like, 19 points a game. His brother, Timmy, plays for Texas. I, I think... I think they can beat UConn. I think that's going to be one of the upsets that you might see, Um, and and the upsets are going to the upsets are going to happen on this side of the bracket in the West. You got New Mexico State. You got Rutgers, Notre Dame. You can beat Bama. You got Mont and you got Davidson. I think Davidson's going to beat Michigan State. So this is like a tough bracket,
2: really tough. And the West has my my favorite round one matchup: Michigan State, Davidson. Um, I I I like both those programs. I think you know obviously you have Izzo and. And Davidson's history tournament history as well. So that's gonna be definitely a good game, I feel like.
0: Yes, so that's in the West. I guess the one thing that we can point out here is Duke is the two seed. Coach K doesn't get to play in Chicago. So I, I've been seeing a lot of memes like, Oh, I'm Coach K. I died for your sins. I should be playing where I want to play. Um, but they they obviously didn't get uh the seeding that
1: they wanted to. Unfortunately, yeah, and I think I think they were trying to get the one seed and they kind of they missed out on the one seed. I think them getting Gonzaga kind of sucks. I don't think they have, I don't know, firepower to beat Gonzaga. Although I don't love Gonzaga, but I think Gonzaga's just a better team, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think I think
0: Texas Tech takes out Gonzaga. I'm hoping that's the case. I just don't think is really that good. Chet Holmgren gets in foul trouble real early. Timmy hasn't been playing like he did at the beginning of the year, and they they turn the ball over all the time, so.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't yeah. know. I am so out on them. I I know they're going to win a few games but just can't get
1: just can't get to them. What do you think about Arkansas and Vermont? Cuz Vermont's been hot.
0: Vermont's been really hot. I mean, I was watching Arkansas play LSU and they said that Arkansas is one of the best defensive teams in uh in the nation, but they just gave, they gave up 40 Forty plus points to LSU in the last fifteen minutes in that SEC game, so I don't even know what to think about Arkansas. I think they could lose this game, but I won't be surprised yeah. if Arkansas wins by twenty the way they played defense. Um, so, so I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think if Vermont wins, they're they're gonna shoot the lights out from three.
2: Yeah, Rick, can you can you give one yeah. uh, top seed, so like one through three that you think, or actually one through four that you think's in trouble for the first round, and one non uh non-power five school that you think could make some noise.
0: So one through four seed that's in trouble. I mean, I mean we talked about yep. Providence right away. I think that's one, right? Because San Diego State's that good. If I keep looking South, South sorry, what did I say? South Dakota State. Yeah, South Dakota State. Sorry. All the other seeds, I don't really see anything like Texas Tech, I think, will hold it down against Montana State. Um I I think Texas Tech is going to make the Elite eight. That's my, my like prediction. I, I hope I, I'll fall on that sword. I'm doing the same thing with Tennessee. Like, I think they'll get to the elite eight. I don't think there's anyone else outside of that that's like, oh, you know, they're in trouble. I mean, I don't know much about Colgate. I know they scored a lot in the Patriot League and won big in the final, but I don't I don't know. Like Wisconsin's just too good defensively. I don't know. I don't I don't see any other Team. Like, I think UConn's in trouble. They're a five seed. I think they're going to have trouble with New Mexico State and Tony Brown, Vermont. I think Vermont's a really good team and they beat a lot of teams. So I think that's one that you got to look out for. Another, like, we didn't even get to the East yet. And the East is the Philadelphia bracket, right? Sweet 16, they come to Philadelphia. You could have some really good teams there. You got Baylor, North Carolina, Marquette, St. Mary's, UCLA, Texas, Purdue. Murray State, Kentucky, like that's just going to be awesome atmosphere. And if you're a college basketball fan, it's probably a great thing to go check out if you're in Philadelphia, is the Sweet 16.
1: Rick, what do you think about Baylor? Do you think Baylor's is, as obviously, I don't know if it could be as good as last year because they won the title, but do you think they're up there deserving to get a one seed?
0: Yeah. They have, they have probably the top five best, like coaching basketball. They're deep. They're, they're probably just as deep as last year. They did lose one of their big men, but they have good, they have good guard play. They always have good guard play. They have good wing play. That's what you need in the, in the college basketball tournament, right? You need good guard play. You make your free throws, and you need good wing play that can rebound the basketball, and they do all of that, and they rebound the basketball really well. So I really think they're going to be fine, right? It all depends who they get on the yeah. second-round matchup. If they get Marquette, I think they're flying high. If they get UNC, I think they're going to have a little bit more trouble in that second-round matchup because UNC is a little bit longer. They can score a little bit but they don't play good defense either. So it's just going to trans- translate of how the game flows. But I think if they get Marquette, they're, they're free flying until the elite-, elite Eight.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more about the guard play. I think you after year, you see teams that are successful in this in this tournament are teams that can defend the ball, not turn it over and make free throws. But I'll tell you what about Baylor. I
0: say that their guard play is so good, but James Akinjo pisses me off so much because I think he takes them out of the flow of their game but he's so good. So it's like a love-hate thing that I have towards him. I mean, like Matthew Meyer, he's been there. Jeremy Sochin, he's been there. Kendall Brown, he's been there. Flagler's been so hot. Flo Thombo was there last year. So I think I think they're fine. I think they're fine, and I think they're going to do well.
1: I think their they're first test, obviously, I, Norfolk, actually, <laughs> they'll end up losing by a ton, but Norfolk is obviously the best team out of that conference. They got the automatic bid. But we were, we were watching the – the um the conference tournament for the Miac, And we were one this was Saturday. We were wondering if it was the, the championship or not. And Hunter's like, oh no, there's four teams left. We've read the four teams. Norfolk was the only team with a winning record left in the, in the conference championship <laughs> tournament. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So the two things I want to note for this bracket is one, UCLA, people always forget last year they were the playing game. And they made it that deep. I don't think. I think they'll hold off Akron. Akron's a uh, a MAC school, so they score a lot. They don't play defense. UCLA plays a lot of defense and can score a little bit when they when they get hot. So I think that's one thing. And then two is Murray State. They haven't lost. Do you know the last time Murray State lost? December December twenty second. That's a team. Murray State. They haven't lost since December twenty second to thirty and two. They got kind of screwed. I thought. They got the seven seed. They got a, uh, they're playing at large in San Francisco. San Francisco's perimeter offense is really good. They score, they can shoot the three. Like, I think they might be in trouble, but if they squeak by, they'll get Kentucky. They, I mean, they're, they got KJ Williams, is 6'10 junior, averages 18 points, and they have two other guys who average over th- 13 points. They're 35% from three, and they rebound really, really well. I mean, they hadn't, the only issue is they had no neutral site games. So, I'm interested to see how they're going to play against San Francisco.
1: I Yeah, I didn't realize I didn't realize Murray State was as good. And then watching the broadcast, they brought it up how they only had two losses this year. And I was like, oh, wow, that's – you usually get one or two of those teams like this, like from a, a smaller conference that has like two or three losses. But they unfortunately never really make a run. It's always it's the teams you least expect that make a run.
0: Yeah. I always refer back to the St. Joe's era. They had that perfect season. They were the one seed and they made yeah. it. You know, around to the Elite Eight, the loss in the in the Elite Eight to Oklahoma State, RIP. Those are my two points on the East bracket. I mean, right? Kentucky, they had a good seeding. I mean, I don't, I don't really don't know what else to say about the East.
1: Yeah, I think I think Kentucky. I think if they get hot, I mean, they're we see this every year with the Kentucky. They don't have much experience because of how young they are and what their their model is. They're just getting guys at the NBA. But I think yeah. if they get three games under the belt I then face Baylor it's going to be huge if Baylor gets there and that, I mean, it's, it's set up pretty well for them to come out of this bracket.
0: Yeah. I, I I love tech. I would love to hear Hunter's point on Virginia
1: tech. I know he's been watching them all weekend. We, we were So, like I said, we were watching the bracket release together. He was kind of surprised if Virginia tech got an 11 and not a better seed. I agree. I agree with that. But then again, do you think if they didn't win that game against Duke, do you think they would have got in?
0: No. Yeah. So, cause you saw it, you saw it with Texas A&M, yeah. Texas A&M was, is 23 and 12 they beat auburn and they went to the they went to the sec championship lost to tennessee and they didn't get in so yeah. they're the number 1 seed in the nit tournament but there's no reason that that team shouldn't be in over say iowa state not a, not a doubt in my mind.
1: But I do like their draw play in Texas. This is um, Virginia Tech. I do like their draw play in Texas in the first round. Texas lost their last three games, and they were 3-3 in their last six games. So if you want to play a team at any points, play them when they're down.
0: Did you happen to – do you guys know who Trey Mitchell is? Yeah. Trey, so Trey Mitchell is a for, was a forward on their team. He went to UMass, was like A-10 player of the year type guy. He transferred to Texas. He got into some beef with their head coach, Chris Beard. And his dad went to Twitter and was tweeting that about Chris Beard. So I think he's done at Texas and he'll probably transfer again.
1: Yeah, his last game was February twelfth.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. His dad went on a huge Twitter rant and uh, everyone's like, well, I think he's done at Texas. That's hilarious.
2: I I I do but sorry, before before we leave that that or this division or region, real quick, I'm I'm still torn on on UCLA. I don't, I just don't know what to think about them, but I do think if they can, if they beat Akron and say St. Mary's does win their first game, like St. Mary's, it's kind of the same situation as Gonzaga. Like I get it. And they played Gonzaga really well this year too. Um, And they're, I think they finished going into the conference tournament. They were like ranked 17th in the nation, maybe. But, like, it's kind of the same thing as Zaga. Like, get away with, like, an easy conference. Like, it isn't a power five. So, I don't know. I'm just torn. Like, if UCLA gets them in the second round, like, I feel like they'll be able to beat them. So, I feel like that's kind of not two freebies, but I like their path to get yeah. to at least a sweet 16, and then you're playing Baylor most likely. So, I don't know. I, I'm, like, I'm torn on them and them making a deep run. I, I think they can, but I, I don't know. Like yeah.
0: They have they have their guys back. They play tough D. Like Cody Riley's back. He was hurt at the beginning of the year. I think we're going to see with St. Mary's. Dave is they're like tougher than you think. They're 25 and 7. They're only their only downfall is they're 16 and 0 at home. They're 6 and 4 away and they're 3-3 three and three on a neutral site. So they have all their losses on the road or at a neutral site. They lost to Wisconsin. They lost to Colorado State. I mean, those are two teams that are in. San Diego State, they lost it. They're in. They lost to BYU. That that was a bad loss. Also beat Oregon. They beat Notre Dame. Bellarmine, who won their conference, the ASUN conference. Did they play Gonzaga? Gonzaga, yeah. Oh, they beat – Mar- Yeah. At Gonzaga, right? No, it was or at no? St. Mary's. It was that, okay. that high school
1: gym that they play
0: in. I'm looking at their schedule. It says fan appreciation night. That's so funny. Uh,
1: <laughs> but they're pretty
0: good If they, I think that's going to be a tougher matchup For UCLA than you think But who knows who comes out If Wyoming or Indiana comes out Indiana's hot Wyoming is not so hot Wyoming I think has lost like four out of their last Eight so I don't know what to think about UCLA. Everyone's just going to be on the Mick Cronin train, though, man. You're going to see every every single game that they're playing. His dad in the stands, Mick Cronin, Mick Cronin, Mick Cronin. Everyone's tweeting Mick Cronin and say, see, you can't go against Mick Cronin in, in March. So I, I don't know. I, I think they'll be fine, though.
1: I think so, too. I think so, too. And they do have a lot of guys from back from last year when they made their deep run. All
0: right. Should we do a prediction? Should we do who you think is going to win the finals? And let's stay away from the one seed. So let's try to pick a two or three seed.
1: That's good. I, I actually think Kentucky's going to win. I think, I think they're going to come out of the East. I think they're going to win it all. Yeah. I think they're very talented. They're obviously well coached. I think Cal's just due for another championship. So I think it's going to be Kentucky.
0: Wow, that'd be cool to see them come out of Philly.
1: I actually really like them. But
2: I want to pick another two seed. And I want to go with Duke because I think the big man upstairs has something planned uh, for Coach K for his last year. You know, he didn't let him get that last win against UNC at home. <laughs> and, uh, and then obviously they got routed again in the, the ACC championship. So he's he's kind of humbling them, even though Coach K is not one to act humble, especially in the last Recent weeks, and we can discuss more on that uh, when we get to fraud and crown of the week. But um, Catholic
0: school too, right? God's watching over Yeah,
2: God, God's got something in store for him. So you never, you never want to, you never want to uh, go against the man upstairs. I think he's unfortunately brewing something up for Duke.
0: God, God probably made him lose because the tickets to that game were four thousand dollars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that that could potentially be one of the best runs in terms of like coaching matchups ever. If you go Coach K versus Izzo, then Coach K versus Mark Few, Coach K versus Calpari, and then whoever they potentially face in the uh, the finals, they could be some great coaching matchups.
2: See a possibility where all two seeds make it, Villanova, Duke, Kentucky, and also Auburn. That would be a crazy final four. That would be a really, really good final four. And obviously the coaches, great headlines. With, I could with see all that as well. There. That'd be great.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'm going to go Tennessee. I just think if they beat Longwood, they'll either get Colorado State or Michigan. Michigan, I think, shouldn't even be there. And I think Colorado State is a pretty good team, but I think Tennessee can hint. I hope Michigan wins so Tennessee gets them and then Tennessee rolls Michigan. And then while they're waiting on that, I kind of hope that Ohio State loyal beat up on each other and then Nova del- Nova beats Delaware and then maybe Nova gets in a, in a battle with Ohio State. And Tennessee's already beat Nova, I think. Did we talk about that? Or Nova beat Tennessee? Nova beat Tennessee, so a revenge game and then they'll get a depleted Arizona maybe if he, Arizona even gets out of there. So I'm want to choose. going to choose Tennessee. So I think that's it for March Madness, right? Like we kind of touched on a lot. Uh, I know there's a lot there. I, I, I think it's just going to be a good a good week. It's going to be a great week. We got a few games on Tuesday, two games on Tuesday, two games on Wednesday, and then we got the full slate round one Thursday, Friday. Do you guys want to get into the fraud and crown of the week or do we want to do trivia first?
1: Uh, yeah, I have some March Madness trivia if we want to do. Okay. So i got a few quick ones here, so we'll wrap them off. I'll give you each one guess, and I'll just give you the answer. Which team won the first ever NCAA college basketball tournament? This is going to be a wild guess. I have two. Go ahead, D. Kansas. Not Kansas, no. I was going to say uh, UCLA or San Francisco. Oregon. And they were actually the Oregon Webfoots. This is 1939. They beat Ohio State 46-33. What was their team name? Oregon Webfoots. I like that. Yeah, me Instead too. of the ducks. Yeah, kind of fire. <laughs> <laughs> how many coaches such players won March Madness both as a player coach? So how many guys won as a player coach? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Like head coach or they can be assistants? Yes. Oh. How many? Head coach, head coach and player.
0: What did coach Coach K played, but he didn't win uh, as a player. Um, I'm looking at the teams. I mean, who who's even won?
1: Dave, any guess? I was going to – dude, I was going to say Ewing, but Ewing didn't win. So two of these, to me, are well-known other than the one I had to look up and do some more research on. Okay. But there's been three, Bobby Knight, Dean Smith, and Joe Hall. Bob Knight, for He played with Ohio State. He won with Indiana. Dean Smith, Kansas. And then he coached with uh, UNC. And then Joe Hall coached and played with Kentucky. So I thought that was pretty interesting.
2: Oh, so, yeah. oh, also, I think that isn't true as well. you got to count in Herb McGee because I think he did win one as a player. Wow. shout out.
0: <laughs> Did Herb win a national championship he,
2: for D2? He won. See, I don't know if he won it as a player. He won it as his first year as a coach, though, which he was a coach right after he was done playing. Um, so I'd have to look that up.
1: Which player holds the single-game March Madness record for block shots?
2: Anthony Davis.
1: Is that right? It's a good guess. No, no. Block shots. I I,
0: would, I don't know. I was going to say that kid on Bonnie's. I uh, forget his name, but I don't know.
1: No, it was actually – in 1992, it was Shaq, and he had um, this was against BYU. His, oh, stat line, his stat line was 26 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Triple double, yeah, pretty ridiculous. And then, Look how many turnovers he had? Who is the last question here? Who is the lowest seed to ever win an NCAA title game? Title? Oh, Nova.
2: Oh, Nova. Is it? I was going to say it's Nova as an eight seed, right?
1: Uh, no, a uh, ten seed. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. In 1995, no, yeah. George Mason yeah. was an
0: 11 seed. They made the final four, but I know Nova won. Yeah, they're an eight seed, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. In 1985, yeah. Who was the
0: other one that you're about to say, the 10 seed? The 10
1: seed. Yeah, but they ended up losing that game. Yeah. Who they? Who was that? I don't know. I I can't go back on oh. this trivia. I can't find it anymore. So I'm gonna have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
0: Oh good. I think All Oregon good.
1: Webfoots <laughs> is an awesome
0: game. That's amazing. I want to like get a shirt now that says yeah. that. I wonder if there's other colleges that change their names from that. Like, is that, I don't know why they would change that. Like that sounds way cooler than ducks.
1: Right. So actually we drove by Arcadia yesterday. They used to be, they used to be Beaver College. And then when they changed their name, they became the Arcadia Beavers. (laughs) Yeah. And now they're the Arcadia Knights.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My sister went there. All right. Should we get into the fraud and crown of the week to wrap this up? do it. All right, who wants to go first for fraud and crown of the week? Let's do fraud first. We'll go to Tony. All
1: right, my my fraud of the week and I mean I've touched immensely about this, but it's got to be Will Barton because he is single-handedly thrown his uh, parade and a celebration for breaking the all-time the Nuggets all-time 3-point field goal list and first I mean it's a great it's a great accomplishment and he's deserving to celebrate but he's his antics and his celebrations have gone a little too far in my opinion. Like he's posted immediately right after the game he had this write up ready of how thankful he is and God's on the side and no everyone counted him out and this and that and like there's a bit there's a bigger goal. Your teammate just last year won MVP and his bigger goal meeting was like my this is for my teammates and I want to win a championship and Barton is acted the exact opposite and it's all about him and how everyone counted him out and this and that. So Orton's gonna be my fraud, but do you know who whose record he broke? Do you know who was the the leader in three point field goals prior to him breaking it? It's Melo. Melo was he was top ten. He's not he's not number one though. No, Jr. Smith. Jr. Smith. Wow. Yeah.
2: Jr. Smith probably threw his own little parade too, as well. He broke oh, yeah. the record. Yeah. Shirtless parade. <laughs> no, his him celebrating after and going like on Instagram Live. Uh, with his boys the day after the day after breaking the record which will be ultimately broken in about a year by Jamal Murray when he comes back was actually I mean hilarious in the sense that it was pathetic but um, yeah he was he was doing his own little parade it was it was uh it was pretty funny though to watch. I know that he
1: not only that and then the, the next game that they played was a TNT game. Barton wore a shirt that said TNT and he had one of the assistant coaches next to him walk with a sign that said, The Nuggets three-point leader. So, I mean, his celebration just keep on going. And it's like, there's a greater goal here, Will. Come on. I'm surprised we never brought up J.R. Smith's, like,
0: transition to college sports. Like, he was tweeting all the time about how hard his classes were. Yeah. You have no worries. Like, how, just, just do your work, man. Like, no one tweets about every class as a college student. Dave, who's your fraud
2: of the week? My fraud of the week, uh, real quick, I just want to get a little bit of baseball in there. The Phillies, apparently their big offseason move, they've had like three months to prepare <laughs> after a lockout and get, you know, some solid free agents. And their first move post-lockout is going to be bringing back Oduble Herrera, it looks like. it's That's something else. We'll have to get into baseball more uh, <laughs> later on. But apparently... You know, none of these pitchers are apparently they're so far behind, which isn't good. I was reading this morning that um, Wheeler's actually hurt and Suarez is stuck in Venezuela and might not be able to get to spring training. So it is not post lockout is not looking good for the Phillies. And I don't know why I thought it was going to be any different. So that's, I just hope Suarez somehow gets out of Venezuela. That's step number one. I guess we'll worry about the free agents later. Number two. And this is my main one, Coach K. He is an old grumpy fart. He obviously he he lost the pr- two pretty big games. He lost the UNC game at home his, his farewell <laughs> tour, where he charged an arm and a leg for people to get <laughs> to watch him get his ass beat, and then he lost in the ACC championship to Virginia Tech, and it was a pretty embarrassing showing. And after the games, the way he he talks to people is is so disrespectful. Like he was telling the student section to shut up during his speech because he he wanted to say something and then in his post-game interview after the ACC championship he told Wendell Moore Jr. he was in the middle of his he Wendell Moore Jr. was asked the question and he was given a really really insightful answer and coach K in the middle of it just cuts him off and goes let me talk and the kid was doing to find out like this fucking 18 year old kid like just let him speak and I don't know he just the way he talks to people I I don't want to see him win it but like I said earlier I think God has something in store for him but He's given them these uh, uh, humbling uh, experience first, so should be interesting to watch.
0: Did you see? Did you see what he said after his press conference of his last away game? No, he was like, "Oh, you," he said, Yeah, oh, you know, I don't try to make a big deal about it. You know, it's my last away game. Uh, it's all about the players." Though I'm like, "What are you talking about, man? You brought it up to talk about yourself." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's so weird you it's one of those things where it's like holy shit this guy needs to go like i get it he's a legend but it's like <laughs> the writing is on the wall get out
0: yeah We'll see what he can do or john shire can do my fraud of the week is and it's also gonna be my crown of the week too is gift cards i was cleaning out like my drawer the other day and there was there was two gift cards that i found one to lids and one to a restaurant i'd, I'd never heard of why, why do people give gift cards and they always get lost? I think that's the whole point of restaurants to sell them is so the people buy it and they lose it. But at the same time, it's my crown because now I realize, oh, cool. I have, I now have a Lids gift card. I can buy a new hat that I need, need a new golf hat or something of that nature. So that's my fraud and crown of the week. I mean, I mean, that was your crown of the week last, what? a few weeks ago with the, uh, <laughs> hello, fresh gift card. Did we get an update on that?
2: <laughs> Yeah. So actually it's pretty fun. I tell the full story. Apparently Jay, it, it, yeah. Jake Goldberg actually went to the Sixers game and entered a raffle uh, for HelloFresh and <laughs> used my address because he didn't want to use his because he didn't think he'd actually win. So I got 28 <laughs> free meals from, for HelloFresh. Did you get them yet? No, I haven't ordered yet, but I, I do have the gift cards.
1: So I'll keep you posted. All right. We should get so an update that. on that.
0: Tony, I said my fraud and a uh, crowd was gift cards.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. I do love gift cards. I have a, I have gift cards that I've been trying to trade because I don't ever see myself using them and I want like to have value back. So I've been trying to trade a American Eagle gift card and a Bloomingdale's gift card, but I haven't found any suitors yet. There's a trading market out there for gift cards. There's not, there's not. I'm just bargaining with our friends. Shout out to Maddie Haas. I told Maddie Haas I would trade her for the American Eagle and she never came through with it. That's what we should create. We should create an app where you log
0: your gift card. You have ownership of that gift card. It lets you know when it expires. You have the scanned code. So if you lose it like I did in my drawer, you know it's still there. And
1: then if you want to trade, you can trade. I like that. Yeah, you can go on the marketplace and see what people are selling. Yeah. That's a good idea, actually. We'll, we'll touch base offline about that.
0: I call Patton on that right now. On the, we all call yeah. Pat trademark, trademark. We all trademark. call trademark on that. No one steal that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Dave, did you who's your crown of the week? My crown of the week? I I was locked in to pick this guy, but I'm gonna go with, with Luca. Luca's kinda on a little bit of a tear and, and the Mavs are playing really well. And they're half a game out of fourth place in the West, and we were kind of talking about this last night because MVP discussions. And you, you look at the odds; it's it's Joker and MB running away with it again. But I think it's it's open to more players than just, or at least it should be, to then just those two. Luca's balling, and also like I mean, they'd be self-succession. But like I I hate Jason Tatum, but he's probably being in it as well. I and mean, then John Morant, they're the second seed in the West. Like I don't understand how how he isn't his odds aren't aren't up there as well. So. Shout out Luca.
1: I mean, likewise with Giannis. Give, right. give Giannis another week or two of playing well and let them climb the stands a little bit, and he'll be the favorite.
2: Yeah, so. I mean, I agree. I think some of those odds outside of Joker and Embiid are like crazy high, and they can get. I yeah. feel like they can play themselves in it, like within a two week span, be just as favorite as Embiid or Joker. So, might be something that that you guys want to take agree. a look at. So, shout out, shout out, Luca. He he's been he's been playing well.
1: I'm going to go to my crown. I gotta go. I'm gonna go with the movies. I think the movies are wearing the crown and I think they're officially back. I, I saw Batman this past weekend. It's the first time I've been at the movies since since the Sopranos movie, but then even that it felt like middle of COVID still. So I would say they're 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 back from the start of COVID, but we originally wanted to see Batman at seven and then we went to go buy tickets on like Wednesday night and our one buddy Nick sent us the, the tickets that were available. Nobody answered the text in the next 15 minutes and then the tickets ended up being sold out. So then we saw it at we ended up seeing it at 7 30 and it was still like a completely packed house and we got lucky with the seats we got. but yeah, it's it's the best like having that extra large popcorn, eating three quarters of it before the, the movie even starts during the previews. I think just having a stomach ache for the next three hours is the best. Isn't that popcorn better than anywhere else? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also I thought about this somehow there's no kernels at the bottom. When he gets at the bottom, there's still yeah. like all the pieces are like edible, even if they're pretty small, but they're pretty interesting. I forgot about that. Going to the movies. I went with Kieran and Kieran's been on balanced pod for a few times. He might be the next, the best person to sit next to it in a movie because he has so many snacks. He gets like he gets the large soda, the popcorn, and the candy, and then he'll just like he'll always like bump you every like 10 minutes like he wants some. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So then in a little hack, I took some Skittles that he had and I just threw it right in my popcorn. So it was a little treat when I was getting towards the bottom.
0: That's what uh Rug calls his Fruit Loops concoction. Rug Rug said that he throws Skittles what? and popcorn in his mouth at the same time at the movies.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I was doing that too, and it was yeah. it tasted really good. You lost me the Fruit Loops though. <laughs> then they taste like
0: Fruit Loops. I don't know. All right, that, that's a good uh, fraud and crown list. I couldn't agree more with the crown, Tony, with the movies. they're I've been there like three times in the past two months, and it's awesome.
1: They're back, yeah. All right,
0: I think we touched a lot on college basketball. We touched a lot in the NBA in the beginning, just about the Sixers-Nuggets game tonight. We'll see what happens in the first round. Let's see who the upset's going to be. I don't know. I think it's going to be New Mexico State, but we'll see what happens. Any other closing remarks, guys?
1: Yeah, stay tuned for the uh, the Nuggets-Sixers matchup tonight. I'll be there with with Hunter, Megs, and Dave. If you guys get lucky, I'll hop on Spaces on the pod Twitter and give you my thoughts about the the win or potential loss. (laughs) But, yeah, just pray for my my blood pressure and my sanity after this game. It's going to be a tough one. Thanks, everybody,
0: for listening. Take it easy.